0: You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth.
1: Hi, everybody. Remember last week when we were oh so naughty? Well, I want to be bad again. We've got lots more naughty things to talk about on today's episode, naughty words, P through W. Now guys, unfortunately we don't have an XYZ and I'm totally open to doing a third part of this series. If you can think of any good XYZs for me, send them in. But in the meanwhile, we'll just be covering these letters P through W. And before we do, I want to start by saying something. This week I was thinking about the podcast, where I want it to go, what I want it to be, future episodes, etc. And I wanted to make something really clear. I want you guys to know exactly why I do this podcast. The reason I do this podcast is not just because I love podcasts in general. I am a super fan. Oh my goodness. If you want a list of my favorite podcasts, go to BigDesignSmallBudget.com. I am going to put them in the show notes of this episode because I have obsessions. So anyway, it's not just because I'm a podcast fan. And it's not just because I really love talking about design, even though I do. The reason I do this podcast is because I want you guys to feel really empowered. It would be wonderful if you guys would hire me. Hire everybody at my firm. Have us work for you. Have us help you with your design. That would be great. But you know what would make me happier? You know what would make me prouder? Is if I could teach you, if I could empower you to have great design that you created that you designed all by yourself. I want to give you my secrets, tell you the principles of good design, so that way when you're shopping, you can make choices that are gonna work, that you're gonna be excited about, that people are gonna come over and say, wow, not only does this place look fabulous, this place really looks like you. So that's why I do this podcast, because I want people to understand that you don't have to have an amazing eye for design. You don't have to have some gift for the arts or for patterns and colors. I truly believe that interior design is a learned skill, just like riding a bike. And if I teach you a few key things, you can go out there. You can go to Pier 1. You can go to Crate and Barrel with confidence, knowing that you will pick the right things because you know how. On that note, I am starting another venue, another thing, so that I can help reach you guys and teach you more of my awesome and exciting design tips. Every Thursday at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I am going to be doing Facebook Live events. Facebook Live events where I take your questions. I was just thinking, what am I going to call it? What am I going to call it? Maybe Designer Dish? Dish with a Big Design Small Budget goes live? Who knows? If you have any thoughts, let me know at BigDesignSmallBudget.com. But at any rate, I'm going to start adding that to my repertoire because I really want to increase my impact and I really want to be answering more of your questions. They are streaming in faster than I can get to them on this podcast. And with a 30 to 45 minute Facebook live episode every week, I know I can get to them all and empower you guys. I hope this is helping. I hope that you're gaining knowledge that you can use later. That's why I do this. And I just wanted to not only remind you guys of that, but be really clear in my intention. Because I want this to be a real podcast of value for you. So there we go. Now we are ready to get naughty. Let's talk about naughty words. P through W. This is Big Design Small Budget and I'm Betsy Helmuth. All right, so let's talk about a P word that I have since changed my mind on. So this P word is pleather. I don't generally like pleather. Now I'm taking these, I'm plucking these naughty words from the dictionary in the back of my book. And since I wrote the book about a year and a half ago, I have some new feelings on some of these words and pleather is one of them. So I really don't like a pleather sofa. I really don't like a pleather armchair for your living room, but I definitely see the practicality of a pleather dining chair, a pleather ottoman. In fact, these are things that I own and love. I have pleather dining chairs that I got at bellacore.com, which I feel like is a little known website that's filled with great buys and wonderful gems and often undercuts other websites like Wayfair and Overstock. Anyway, I digress bellacore.com I got the most amazing pleather chairs, I will put them on my website, BigDesignSmallBudget.com. But I love them. My kids run their hands along the back, I take a wet sponge and literally just wipe it off. Uh-oh. Sorry guys. I'm recording from my office today, which I maybe should have put at the top. And I have a cuckoo clock that I absolutely adore but it just goes off at the strangest times. It's not actually set to go off at the top of the hour. Don't ask, don't ask. (laughs) I got it at West Elm and West Elm should really just stick to their wheelhouse of furniture and stay away from clocks. But anyway, she's done and we can get back to pleather. So I used to hate pleather and still do for those major seating pieces because it just looks cheap. It feels sticky and plasticky, but for something like an ottoman or a dining chair, The texture really can't be beat. So, you know, there's a naughty word with a disclaimer. Here's a naughty word that needs no disclaimers. Popcorn ceilings are the worst. And the key is, now that we have technology so that we can remove it, we should. Just like electrolysis. Now that we have technology so that we can remove unsightly things, why don't we? I know it costs a little bit more, but let's take your ceiling out of the 80s and bring it into the new millennium. Now let's talk about another naughty word, which is reupholstery. Oftentimes people call me and they say, Betsy, I have this amazing chair and I'm thinking about getting it reupholstered. Oh. You know, that chair better be pretty amazing. It better be a one of a kind, hand me down, irreplaceable, priceless, yada, 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 in order to get it reupholstered. Because if you are designing in the city, finding an affordable reupholsterer here is an oxymoron. It just doesn't exist. So if you live in Indiana and have a so so chair and want to get recovered, you can probably do so for an affordable price point. But out here or in many urban areas, it's just more affordable to buy a new chair. So unless it's really super unique, swap it out. There is an S word that I really, really don't like to use. But just like pleather, I may have softened to this S word, pun intended. The S word is shag. When I wrote my book, I hated shag carpeting. And I still kind of do. You know, you drop Cheerios in there. Your dog, gosh forbid, has an accident in there. It is never going to get clean. They just feel dirty. They shed. The texture is nice as long as you don't step on anything that's buried in there. I just think it's a questionable fiber. And I think they're super high maintenance. It's basically like having another pet. And if you're going to get one, I want it to be super affordable so that when your actual pet throws up, or you spill your wine, or really anything should happen. And gosh forbid you have seasonal allergies with a shag rug, but I digress. Uh, I just don't think they're practical. So if you must have a shag rug, I appreciate shags in a bedroom where they don't get a lot of traffic, there wouldn't be a lot of food spills or drops, and ideally most of that rug would be under your bed. So that way the shaggy part is sort of minimally exposed for issues. So I have warmed up to shag in a bedroom, but still, I rarely do even that because I just don't think that they ever feel quite clean enough. The thing that actually turned my mind, my opinion around about shag was that I went to one of my designer's houses, Rachel, and she has two little kids and she has a big fluffy shag rug and she was always challenging my opinions of shags. Always saying, Betsy, they're not so bad. Let me recommend them to clients. And I gave her a lot of pushback, but I'd usually acquiesce. But anyway, so I went to her house and she had little kids, little drooly kids crawling all over her shag carpeting and they weren't getting it in their mouths. It wasn't really shedding that much. And I was like, this is not only very comfortable, It's not having too many issues with your little toddler people. Um, So she told me that it was a synthetic that she had gotten on overstock.com. And I think synthetic is ultimately the way to go with these shags because hopefully they'll shed less than a wool derivative. Now let's move to another S word, shears. Shears. Oh my goodness, I really hate shears. I almost never use them. If I am going to use shears, I use them in lieu of other drapes. I don't typically double up, meaning putting a drape in front of the shear, meaning using a double rod, because it's just too much fabric for a window. Additionally, the shear tends to peekaboo out from behind that drape and let me just let me just keep it real, real with you. It looks like granny panties for your window. It's like your slip is hanging out from your skirt. I can't get behind. Get it? Behind? With panties? Granny panties? Anyway, I can't get behind the use of shears because most of them are white or ivory. And just by being in a window, they tend to get very dirty with incoming soot, especially in an urban area. So they just look unclean and they look dated and unless you need privacy but not blackout and the sheer will be enough, I just don't think they're an okay option. Now let's talk about something that is never, never an okay option. Sponge paint. I'm not going to say anything else. Like I think that's all I need to say. But if you have any sponge painted walls in your home, it's time to repaint. And if you have recently bought sponges in the hopes of sponge painting, send them back to the 80s where you got them from. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to table linens. Some opinions that I hold, I hold because when I was a young designer working for Tom Felicia, some of his designers told me what they thought was chic and what they thought was definitely not chic. And I must say, it's really stuck with me. And I have strong feelings about these things and tend to agree with their opinions even now. One of those things are table linens. The designers that I worked with at Tom Felicia really hated table linens. And by that I mean table runners, placemats, table cloths. And so ever since I worked there, I really feel strongly and I feel the same way. I don't like those things either. Now, I am definitely open for pushback in this area because that is a controversial statement. Uh, And if you have placemats you adore, feel free to prove me wrong and send me an image of your well-decorated table. But just in general, I'm not a fan. I can get behind some cloth napkins, even though I tend to use exclusively paper. Let's just keep it real. But, uh, so there you go. There you go. I also hate tension rods. I mean outside of a shower stall you should not have a tension rod. You should certainly never use it for a window treatment. It just looks ridiculous and it's typically not very sturdy so it tends to sag and drag over time especially when you're really pushing a drape back and forth every day. It's not just that I'm concerned about the stability. Typically the diameter tends to be quite skinny and I hate Yes, another H. I hate I hate skinny rods. All right, something that I just personally find offensive outside of being a designer are those toilet magazine racks. In fact, I don't really like any reading material in the bathroom. I just think that it sends the wrong message and I don't think it's very sophisticated. So if you need to keep magazines in the bathroom, maybe keep it inside the cabinet, under the sink. Maybe don't keep it in a rack that's right next to the toilet so that every time you flush, that toilet water jets up and sprinkles out onto your latest edition of National Geographic. It just turns my stomach. And those funny little comedy books on top of the toilet tank? No thank you. Just keep it clean. And... If we can really be quite transparent here I'm just gonna say that everybody brings their cell phone into the bathroom anyway so if you're really at a loss for reading material in the bathroom just load up your iPhone um <laughs> let's go to another word that I don't enjoy I really don't enjoy decorative balances this counts as a V word not as a D word just balances in general. Balances are a topper for your window treatment. Typically they're meant to conceal the top of the window box or conceal the rod that the drapes are on. And I just think that they look like bangs. Remember those mall bangs, do you remember? That you used to make with the curling iron and a round brush so they'd be really face forward And almost, what, what did people liken them to? Oh, I can't remember, but like SNL did a thing about them. But you know those 80s mall bangs? That's what a valance reminds me of. They're typically stuffed. Uh, the valances that I had in the 80s from Laura Ashley were stuffed with newspaper per something I read in some kind of craft Thing at michael's um but anyway so i really hate balances because they look dated they cut off a lot of window light above the top of the window box and these days showing a little rod is not as scandalous as it used to be another thing i can't get behind is wall-to-wall carpeting Ugh. so remembering back to that shag that just never quite feels clean I feel the same way about wall-to-wall carpeting. It just never feels fresh. I'm always wondering what's going on. And the problem is if something really does go on, it's hard to get it clean and you don't want to rip up the whole thing. So unlike an area rug where if the worst should happen, you just roll it up and throw it out. Or something I really love, which are those floor tiles which you can pick up and lay down, and the other day when my kids spilled an entire bottle of bubble bath on one of the tiles, rather than try and wrestle with that mess, I just popped it up and put in a fresh tile. So these are things you cannot do with wall-to-wall carpeting. You spill a bottle of bubble bath on wall-to-wall carpeting and that thing is going to foam for months. Yet another reason why I am not a fan of these allergen attractors something else i really don't love i don't love wallpaper borders you know those little borders at the top of the kitchen with ivy those little i like to call them belly borders around the center of a kid's room with sports paraphernalia i just don't like the peel and stick or the real wallpaper six to twelve inch border strips they look dated Uh they truncate your room if they're right in the middle, making it look less high. And if they're at the top, you can't even really see the pattern anyway. Ugh, ugh. You know, I feel the way I do about accent walls that I do about decorative borders. It's like you wanted to use wallpaper, but you were afraid. So you put your tail between your legs and hung up a little decorative border. No, just go for it. Just put up the wallpaper. And put down the role of borders. Something else that I find to be atrocious, and this will be our last word of this series, my final word, if you will word art. Oh gosh, I hate word art. My mother's coming to visit this week, which is gonna be fun 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 my mother's coming into town and last time she came into town she's always so sweet and kind always bringing everyone gifts and she brought me a throw blanket for my living room and on the throw blanket it was beautiful red it looked super cozy and delicious to cuddle up under and I'm a huge throw blanket fan but the pattern was just a series of words in white type on this beautiful red throw that said family, love, laugh, friendship, cuddle, I couldn't even take off the wrapper. I had to tell her, you know, mom, I feel like I can really be truthful with you that I can't have this in my home. I can't have this in my home because in my book, which hopefully she read, in my book, I said I hate word decor. I hate word art. No live, laugh, love, picture frames. No cuddle, cozy up, throw blankets. She also got me an entry mat for our front door that has our last name, Helmuth, Family, Cherish. I actually did keep that one, but I put it under my current mat. And so when she comes, I'll just swap it and put it on top because that one was custom made. And hopefully my mom's not listening to this part of this episode. So there we go. Uh, Guys, if you've thought of any words I forgot, any things I should loathe, please send them to me. You can send it at Betsy at com. Or you can go to BigDesignSmallBudget.com and there is a little contact page where you can just write in your question and send it to me. Speaking of questions, before I dig into the old mailbag, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Do you love learning about design? Do you wish you could take a deeper dive into the topics we discuss every week on my podcast? You can! I offer online design classes. Just head to the website BigDesignSmallBudget.com and you can check out my online classes there. I offer three different courses, one in feng shui, one in styling, and one that focuses on furniture selection, size, etc. Choose from those classes or take all three and get a copy of my book for free. Each class is $40 or get that combo pack with the book, three classes, and the book mailed to your home for $90. Mention promo code PODCAST to get 15% off your entire order. Check out my classes, learn more, empower yourself so that you can go shopping with confidence and design a space that looks uniquely you while having optimum flow. Check it out at BigDesignSmallBudget.com. Guys, you may be asking yourself, Betsy, why is there a sponsor for this podcast? Well, it's a relatively new thing. And let me just put out there that making a podcast is a little bit expensive. I have to pay someone to edit it. I had to pay for the equipment. I have to take time out of my workday so that I can tape. And all of it is great. And I love it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. But as our audience was growing, I was looking for ways to monetize my podcast. So I went onto different websites and tried to figure out what would be the best ad strategy. A lot of my favorite podcasts are sponsored by Squarespace or Blue Apron, or Audible, or other places like that. But a lot of those places, I don't use or I don't have first-hand experience with. And I just felt like it wasn't quite personal enough. It wasn't quite a perfect fit. So I figured, why not advertise for the interior design firm that I have? So that's what I'm doing. There are lots of different ways that you can not only learn more, but support this podcast through ordering one of our online classes, ordering my book, which I will happily sign um, specifically to you. So I just wanted to put out there why I've incorporated ads into this podcast because it is so helpful to not be doing this for free every week, but to get a little financial help out and also to get a little bit of support from you guys. So thank you so much. And now let's get to those questions.
0: Into the old mailbag.
1: My first question this week comes from Prescott. Prescott writes about his office space. So he just dove right in and he said the main reason – oh, he's talking about putting a shelf above his office space. We've been having a couple email exchanges about this, so let me catch you up there. He has a home office and he wants to put a shelf above his desk. In fact, he has erected that already. And I'll put a picture of his space on my website, BigDesignSmallBudget.com, under the show notes page. But anyway, he writes, the main reason for putting the shelf up was to get the speakers off the floor and for additional all-purpose storage, but I'd love to have some good vibe items to place up there, especially at the 12 o'clock position right above my computer. I was thinking a cactus or another plant that I don't have to water and prune with great frequency because of the position I now need to get out of the stool to access that part above my desk. The reverse, too, if I definitely should not put a photo of my grandparents, for example, because they represent the past and not the future, let it be known. My instinct tells me to keep it simple, solid color, simple shapes, nothing too finicky that will collect dust or too much height variation in the case of boxes and books. That might mean looking for some shoe bikes like storage, which is totally okay. Please let me know, Prescott. So first, Prescott, let me tell you what I would not put up there. I would not put a cactus. Cactus is bad feng shui because it's prickly and sharp and it causes you anxiety. You think about how it could harm you, especially on a high shelf right above where you're working because potentially it could fall and, you know, whatever. So it's not restful and wouldn't set you up for success. I also don't feel you should have a picture of your grandparents unless they mean success for you. So in other words, if your grandparents came here... And they made their own way by, you know, starting a store and you want to start something. If that's really motivating to you, I would definitely put that there. But basically, I would be asking myself, searching my soul and saying, what means success for me? I personally have this picture that I found at an exhibit at the Met by a famous painter I think I spoke about it before. In fact, I know I did. But anyway, it was many, many episodes ago. But it is an abstract painting of a paintbrush that is filled with paint. And as a former painter, that means possibility for me. In fact, I didn't feel like I had truly moved into my office until I took out that painting. Well, it's a print of a painting, but whatever. And it's on the floor of my office space right now in a really cute formation with other artwork. And it really inspires me. I always look at it and see a loaded paintbrush where anything could happen. But what inspires you? So I think a plant is a great idea. And if you really want something low maintenance, it's all about bamboo stalks. You'll want to listen to my Feng Shui for Wealth episode where I talk about how many and what that means in terms of what you're trying to bring into your life. You could always go for a money plant as well. Money plants are super low maintenance and come in lots of different sizes. So if you wanted a small one for the shelf and a large one for the floor, that's a great option. The other thing i would be sure to do is not put too much weight on that shelf even if it can really hold the weight even if it's quite sturdy it's going to look precarious and it's going to be hard to get to because you're going to have to reach over your monitor to get to the shelf so i just think keeping it simple and clean with very little bulk is the way to go personally i love the idea in fact i read in the new york times a long long time ago well, not that long ago, but like three years. That people should have screensavers of their pets or their family. And it's a lot of reasons, or a lot of times the reason why a CEO has a picture of their family on their desk. And it's to inspire you, to remind you why you're working so hard. So, what inspires you? Is it that trip to Hawaii that you know once you make a certain level you'll be going back to? Is it a favorite cat that you just love and this is why you work to buy her kibble and go home and cuddle with her at night? So think about what means success for you and stick to plants that don't prick. There you go, Prescott. Hope that helped. Now guys, thank you so much for listening. It is always a pleasure and I can't wait for our next episode next week. In the meanwhile, I want to give a big shout out to my intrepid producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the Embassy, our house band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the premier place to get amazing design on a budget. And I want to remind you guys of my Facebook Live event coming up this Thursday on Facebook. Go to Affordable Interior Design on Facebook and log in at 4 o'clock Eastern Time. If you want to, send your questions in advance or you can send them right a la minute. I will be looking at my screen and waiting for your questions and I can't wait to reach you guys in new and exciting ways. Uh, I want to answer all your questions so keep them coming and until next Tuesday, thanks again. Bye.